Well, good morning from Le Mans. On the first day of scrutineering, the first official day of any kind of action for the 2019 Le Mans 24 Hours. This is the first of a series of daily podcasts we'll be bringing you from the great race, the 87th running of the Le Mans 24 Hours. Brought to you, of course, as always, with the Marshall Pro podcast by our friends at Cooper Tyres and the wonderful people at the Justice Brothers. And it'll be Stephen Kilby, my partner in crime at Daily Sports Car and at Racer.com, uh, interviewing a number of people, as many as we can get our hands on, uh, for five minutes or more in scrutineering here. And then throughout the week from the paddock, uh, as we count down towards the Le Mans 24 Hours next Saturday and into Sunday, of course, which will decide not only who is going to take the laurels at this great race in all four of the classes, but also who are going to be crowned the FIWC World Champions in every in every single class. Thank you, Marcus Shorig, <laughs> as he goes past and barracks me. We're going to get plenty of that too. Um, spirits are high. The sun is high in the sky as well as we get just beyond lunchtime. I wish we got morning, but it's actually afternoon here. But uh, we're expecting rather mixed conditions for the remainder of the Le Mans week. Uh, maybe a bit of rain coming through into track action and into the race itself. Not going to get a full dry race, I don't think, in 2019. Let's wait and see. But for now, welcome to Le Mans and let's get on with the action. Kazuki Nakajima uh, to the scrutineering. Uh, Kaz, probably more than any other driver here, you know the ups and downs of the Le Mans 24 hours. Coming into the end of what's been the longest world championship season, I think, in any uh, world motorsport championship, how are you feeling coming into the second Le Mans 24 hours this season? Yeah, I mean, yeah. In a way, we are quite relaxed, and uh, because we feel, I think, we are well prepared. And uh, because of last year's result, yeah, we know that we can make it, not like year before. So uh, it's, uh, I think, good atmosphere uh, in whole team. And uh, yeah, let's see what we can deliver. A lot of the focus you'll be aware, we're all aware, has been on one of your teammates. But let's focus on you at the moment. You could be becoming the first ever FIA world champion from your home country of Japan. Yeah, pretty special. Yeah, it is special, and uh, it has been uh, my biggest target since I started to work. So, uh, yeah, I would say it's more important than maybe winning Le Mans this year. For wow. me, winning championship is more important. So, uh, of course, we try to win, but uh, yeah, we basically do everything we yeah achieve that target. Yeah. Final question for me: You've been with this program from the very start, and. The technology in these cars has made such amazing strides mm-hmm. uh, through that time. Tell us a little bit now, with your experience of driving some phenomenal race cars in Formula One and sports cars and single seaters, just how the TSO 50 compares, just what it is like here at Le Mans driving that machine. Yeah, basically, this car is optimized for this truck. So, uh, all those hybrid power, basically, we can yeah, extract everything at this truck but not in the other work truck so uh, it feels yeah really special exciting to drive and uh, yeah compared to the other work truck uh, as soon as you drive this car in Le Mans it just it's easy to feel that yeah this car is how to say to drive for this truck so uh, yeah it's amazing I mean especially the acceleration of the car is really you have 1000 horsepower for a long long time 
um, yeah, the speed difference between the GT cars, uh, yeah, maybe a bit too much sometimes, but uh, yeah, it's nice to have it. Final, final question is about, well, I guess the extremes that you can actually feel here at the Le Mans 24 Hours. Mm-hmm. You have had a unique two years at Le Mans with Triumph last year and the year before an astonishing finish that none of us will ever forget. just want to take you back to that moment for just a moment and tell us what was in your mind as that was unfolding before you. You mean 16? 16, apologies. Yeah. Well, uh, of course, it was uh, unforgettable moment, and uh, yeah, in in a way, maybe I was luckier to be in the car rather than watching from outside, because I was basically quite busy trying to yeah fix the the issue we had, and so until we stop the car or restart and take the checker flag, I was. Yeah, too busy to digest what was going on. So I was still in, uh, how to say, the focused mode. But uh, of course, what happened was really unbelievable. And uh, yeah, it was sad for everybody. But uh, yeah. Is that an easier question to answer now, now that you've actually had the luck go the other way? Of course, yeah. It is much easier. Because of last year's win, I can now finally say that it was a good experience and it was maybe experience that we needed to win this race. So, yeah, uh, in that way, yeah, I'm really happy that uh, we had uh, the win last year. Good luck. Yeah. Thank, you Thank you very much. First up, uh, first through for the scrutineering admin checks, Jackie Chan DC Racing. And, uh, well, the two names behind Jackie Chan DC Racing, on my right, Sam Hegner from Jody Sports, on my left, David Cheng from Jackie Chan DC Racing. Gentlemen, it's been a long season. Still in the hunt with both cars for uh, the championship win. This is a place where both of you have seen just massive success with these B2 uh, two cars. Let's ask Sam first. What do you think? It looks like a hell of a race ahead. Yeah, I think it will be a, a great race. And with the driver lineup we've got in 37, as you say, they're going to be right up there. The guys in 38 we know are capable of doing the job round here. So you obviously need a huge amount of luck here, but I think the crew have put the preparation in, the drivers have all been training very hard physically and on the simulators, so I think we're in good shape. David, yep. it's been a long journey with DC Racing. Yeah, There's absolutely. so many stories through the Asian <laughs> Le Mans programmes. You've got Thomas Laurent, we'll have a word yep. about Thomas in just a moment or two. What's your mindset coming in here? Well, I think it's a little bit of a, how can you say it, let whatever come comes. Uh, you know, I think from team-wise, we're very well prepared. Uh, I think the test day, not just the lap times, but uh, actually for me, it was the comments from the driver who said at the end of the test, you know, they're very happy and comfortable with the car. And usually at Le Mans, when, you're, when the drivers are comfortable, that's when you have a quick car. So, you know, from my side, I think, you know, the team's very well prepared now. We've done this, you know, it's not the first time anymore. We're coming in with experience and now it's just going racing and you know the weather on saturday evening is i think going to be quite a big factor for the race let's say um from what i've seen big rain big rain yeah tend to agree let's talk about the great race itself now 
one of the things that's not been talked about very much, everybody talks about Toyota and they're going to walk it and la la la. Everybody's ignoring the second most successful team in the Le Mans 24 Hours in this uh, in this this on this grid, and that is Jackie Chan DC Racing. Two overall podium finishes, second place overall. No one else here has done that. Wow, Can actually. it happen again? <laughs> well, I think in this race you can never say it won't happen. Uh, obviously, it takes quite a lot of let's say um, different things to happen for the result. Obviously, 27 team was an amazing year for all of us. Um, but I think for us, mentality-wise, it's not to go repeat or it's not to aim for the overall kind of result. It's more doing the best race that we can. So, uh, you know, I think this year the LMP2 grid is very, you know, it's, it's very competitive as well. Um, and obviously last year wasn't as great of a year for us in 2018 compared to 2017, but I think through the two years we've learned what kind of package we need to bring here, what the drivers want, what they're comfortable with, and I think going into the race, you know, I think everyone knows what they're doing, so. Bless Sam. Overall podium, possibility? It's always possible here because there's so many unknowns that happen, but exactly as David has said, we've got to focus first and foremost in winning LMP2 round here because there's so much at stake there's the world championship at stake and the way the points are so close in the world championship the highest place wet car is going to win the championship unless we're miles and miles down the order but most likely the highest place wet car will win the championship so that's our primary focus win them all win the championship and then if we're in that fortunate position to make a little bit more history then we gladly take that that's this week we then spool forward to the coming season and we're expecting here on Friday the full season entry for the 2019-2020 FI World Endurance Championship and from what we understand we're going to see return of Jackie Chan DC Racing with, with what may well be a single car single entry yeah. still working with Sam and Joe Sport because why wouldn't you and Joe Sport as a team name makes a comeback Sam let's talk about that aspect first yep so you know, when we've been discussing with David everything we can do in the coming years, and you know, it's, it's very difficult with the short turnaround and the split season to commercialise the WEC now in P2. So, David's done the right thing, made the decision we'll pair it down to one car, but then we wanted to keep what we think is an advantage in being able to run two cars and learn twice as fast and develop twice as fast. So, we went on the hunt for the best other customer we could find. And this instance, it was Gonzalez and Maldonado and Davidson who come as a package. And so we've done a deal with them, but running them under the separate Jota banner. But for all intents and purposes, it will run exactly the same as it has done. There'll be the two cars run together at the same garage, sharing information to keep our advantage over the single car teams. Begs the question, I'm going to chuck in a completely unfair question because I'm that kind of guy. Go ahead. Uh, which is, we've got a lot of things going on at the moment yep. with um, LMP2, chassis, you appear to have chosen the right one, engine there's no choice, but there is a choice of tyres, and there has been some movement in the marketplace. Running a two-car team does give you an opportunity to mix it up. Any thought that might be something we're looking at? The guys are looking at each other... Well, I, I think, it's to be honest, there's always the debate, because if you run two different tyre programs, you essentially head your bet. But at the same time, your learning curve is different. You're engineering everything that you do, the setup, everything's different. And even the data that you have to compare, it can be different. 
which may give us a, more of an insight what you know the other tire is doing at, at the same time. But you know, I think it's also I think it, it will come down to between performance, commercial, and everything. Everything has to balance out. Um, you know, we've been with Dunlop now for quite a while. Before even in 2014, me and Hopin, we ran Michelin as well, and both brands we know are very, very good at what they do. I think for us now, it's it's more of making a choice. Obviously, between two cars, we need to see what the other crew wants as well, what all the drivers think, and then I think we just have to come down to a decision. But it may be split. It may be, you know. Altogether, I think we just need to iron that out. I did say last question about yeah. young Tom. To be congratulated for finding that talent and for nurturing that talent. He's going to be joining Toyota. We're pretty sure he's going to be in a P2 car yep. for WEC, and I'm pretty sure I know which car that is. I'll be bothering with that, uh, that tomorrow. Yep. A little bit about LMP2 as a kind of talent search, LMP3 beyond that. Might see the DC racing name elsewhere other than just in WEC again? Well, you know, for us, primarily we're very much based and focused in Asia as well. Aside from WC, obviously, this is our big flagship uh, program. But as well, now that we're expanding more, um, to be honest, recently we're developing a program in China to train young engineers, mechanics. We want to build more of the infrastructure over in Asia for racing. So everything that we do is with that in sight. Obviously, Asian Le Mans has been a big part of that, something we always evaluate, but also stepping into some of the other championships in China, especially where our financial backers are, where our market is, and where a lot of our new customers that are coming onto the team for some customer programs are based out. So for us, um, it's expanding, it's doing well, and obviously working together with Sam on pretty much everything. So... I've always got to let you get on with the thrilling process of administrative checks here at, uh, at Scrutineer. You've done this as a driver, you're now doing this as a team boss. Yeah, a which little easier. Pre- which do you prefer? A little more relaxing as a team boss, to be honest. I can go over and have a coffee. And I think as a driver, though, it's always more exciting. It's always more fun. You're a lot more involved, but... Uh, at the end of the day, it's always a pleasure being back at Le Mans. Next up in the Plaster Republic is Racing Team Netherlands, and Guido van der Garde and Fritz van Erd. Boys, you're looking very yellow, as always. The car looks stunning. We'll come to you in a moment, Fritz, to talk about that livery, because sure. that's very special here. We'll also talk to Guido about an extraordinary start to the race, an extraordinary race at Spa. But let's start, if we might, by scrolling forward. We know now what the plan is for next season. Uh, and that will be a change to both team and chassis frets. Tell us a little bit about uh, the reckoning and, and why, what we're going to see and why we're going to see that. Yeah, well, it's, um, you know, we want to be more competitive. And I think we can. Uh, we've been struggling with the, the Delara. Uh, I think the quality of the car is, is, is quite okay. Yeah? We did 14 races and we finished 14 races. But, uh, you know, uh, we need to be more competitive. And if you look uh, at the cars that are winning, then it's a very simple conclusion. So there was no no other option than to switch to Orica and find a team that knows how to run Orica very well. And TDS, uh, you know, they um, to us uh, seems to be very professional as well as our team. But uh, they know how to run Orica and, uh, and hopefully it's going to work out well. 
LMP2 is a staunchly pro-am class, and there's a very big difference between what someone of you know Guido's professional quality and what a good gentleman driver can get out of LMP2. Just what has been the issue with the Delara? Um, uh, well, it's 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 hard to say, but what, as, as far as we know, we uh, we don't have the right arrow on the car. And uh, you know we've been fighting with it for more than a season, and now it's, it's getting better and better. But um, you know it's all about uh, the competitiveness you want to have, and uh, I don't believe that we will be able to set this car up to be uh, to be a winning car. So uh, what's the future for the two, the two cars? Are your cars for it? Yes. And what's the future for those cars? Those cars, uh, hopefully, if we finish Le Mans this year. I will keep the car as it, it comes over the finish and then I will never touch it again. And uh, maybe I put it upside down on my ceiling. I don't know. And the other car hopefully is going to run next year in the LMS. That's what, we, that's what we're looking for. So uh, Because I think the, the guys uh, of, the, of, of Tech they were doing an excellent job. They were working really, really hard and really connected to the whole thing. But um, uh, I think uh, I know a few guys who would like to start with LMP2 and I gave them a great opportunity to start with this car because we have all the spares, we know how to run this car and um, uh, we, will, we will find, we hopefully will find some two drivers who will do this. Let's talk about the color scheme. Now, you're known to be a man that's loved racing, loved particular endurance racing at the moment, Formula One as well. Yes. Very familiar colour scheme. Oh. Indeed, very much like the badge. Um, there's, there's another reference there. Tell us a little about the, the revisions that are in the yellow and black this time and why. And you're yeah. jumping on it's, the it's, 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 a, it's a long story, but I'll make it really short for you. But it's, uh, you know, for me, the passion of Formula One started a long time ago. And I came heavily connected to it since '85, uh, and then uh, I saw the first Minardis, and uh, so I, I I don't know why, but you know I started loving the team and I followed every, everything, and now uh, we've we've built up a strong relationship with Giancarlo, and and uh, so now I'm trying to get the Minardi feeling back on on the circuit. So this livery we are racing this Le Mans this year is uh, of a former 1992 car of a Minardi. So we did exactly the same color scheme, same colors as they had in 1992. So that's a tribute to uh, to the Minardi livery. It looks fantastic on the car. Are we going to see it again, or is this a one-off? Yes, it's a one-off. It's a one-off. That's a one-off because next season, that will start in a few weeks. Yes. We will have a different livery again. We'll move across to Guido. Guido, in particular, as I said, it's different from what a professional driver can do. Well, yeah, it was quite special because we started, uh, I think, seventh. Uh, the start was decent. I only took one or two places, so I was up to fifth. And Vern was leading, and I had a really, really big toe up to Lacombe. And uh, unfortunately, they were breaking so le- so early, so I said, oh, let's pass them. So I passed, I think, four or five cars on the same time, and it was a really good move. Uh, I think it seems like uh, our Michelin tires, we get them working really, really early on, and they are switching on really uh, early for us, for the Lara. So that was good. So the opening laps, I was leading. Then in the rain, I was even up to P2 uh, or P3 uh, in total. So the speed was up there. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good race. I love Spa. It's, it's, it's always a track that I, I liked a lot. Uh, and the start was, uh, yeah, was, was nice. Enjoy your time with this team? Yeah, yeah, a lot. I mean, I'm happy uh, Fritz, uh, 
which got me a chance again to be uh, to be coming back in racing uh, because uh, I was nearly stopped. I was running a business in Holland, still doing it, but uh, it's it's nice to be uh, back in racing and I'm enjoying it. Uh, I think we worked really hard with Lara uh, this year to to make it work. I think some races we had a good pace, some races we were struggling a little bit, uh, but uh, so far I think it was an enjoyable season and I'm looking forward to next year. Swan Song, and I'll ask both of you this same question for the Delara with you guys in this race. What can happen here at the moment? What do you think? You know, you're clearly looking to get the car across the finish, that you've already told us. What's going to be possible here for that Top five. I think if we manage top five, uh, I think we're going to do a good job. Uh, our test day was already quite promising. It looked much better than last year because last year we were struggling a lot with the car. And um, our test day was, uh, we were quite happy. Nick did a really good job. Fritz was doing well. So if we can improve again this week during the, during the week and we have a good car for the race, I think we can, uh, we can go show good potential. Excellent stuff, guys. This race has got some fine traditions. One of them, for a long time, has been the crazy Dutchman. Keep being the crazy Dutchman. <laughs> we <Cheers>. try. <laughs> Here with uh, Jimmy Bruni from Porsche GT. Um, let's talk about the season as a whole first. Uh, it's been a fantastic one for Porsche as a whole, um, but a bit of a tougher one for, for the guys in your car. Um, how would you sum that up? Because although this is Le Mans, it's also the, the finale of the Super Season. Yeah, I mean, uh, the season was fantastic. Uh, we we achieved uh, our main target. Uh, it was the manufacturer championship, ready with the one race to go. And uh, so for, for me, point, for my point of view was really good. Uh, regarding our car, we were uh, a bit unlucky on the last race. We lost the podium, we were third, and also we lost the podium in Silverstone, we were second. So with these two good results, we were for sure in a better position in the championship. I would say leader in the championship, but uh, for driver championship. But uh, what was the main goal was the manufacturer. We achieved it. So now we see what they, we can do Le Mans. Are you thinking at all about the driver's championship? Because although it's, uh, there are slim chances, it's still a chance, right? If something if something does happen to the sister car. Ah, it's very uh, impossible. I mean... Uh, uh, I mean, we have uh, 36 points behind. Uh, we lost uh, more than uh, 30 points due with these two races, uh, Silverstone uh, and, and, and Spa. Uh, so very hard to, to get for sure, but uh, we will try to do as best as we can for Porsche in Le Mans and after we see. You think we're in for a good race this year in GT Pro? We've got a fantastic field, but you think it's going to be close up and down? Yeah, I think it's going to be very close. Yes, 100%. Yeah. You're looking forward to it? So it's, it's a nice nice way to sort of... This would be the final race for the uh, the current spec car, right? I mean, yes, we, we couldn't ask for better. Uh, at the finale WC race in Le Mans, fighting uh, still a small chance, really, really small chance for the driver championship, but also the highs to have uh, the big uh, trophy Le Mans. And yeah, I mean, it's uh, something good. I mean, uh, everything couldn't go smoother as this. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank Have you. a good week. I've got with me first uh, Ricky Taylor, who's with Jackie Chan DC Racing this year in the LP2 class. Tell me, we're fresh from the test day. What was it like, first of all, getting getting into the Oracle 7, which is obviously the base car for what you drive in IMSA? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's obviously the same chassis that we have with the ARX 05, but besides the, besides the chassis, uh, the aero is different, the engine's different, the steering wheel's different. It's, it's quite, a, quite a contrast. Um, 
but it's it's what uh, what the rules allow for Le Mans and uh, definitely a, a good learning curve contrast going from Detroit the street course coming to Le Mans uh, you know also a street course I guess but totally different style so you have to switch your mind around and then uh, kind of getting acclimatized to the car um, it was my first time in the car at the test day and uh, really pleased I think the, the guys do a great job here and the car is plenty fast so um, really excited to get get going on race week and uh, you know see what we have for the for the race tell me a little bit about how this deal came together to drive with uh, JCDC because um, I mean, it's obviously really important to be here every year as one of the top drivers, prototype drivers in the world but where did the link come from yeah we've been in touch with the guys at, at Jackie Chan DC Racing for years now and for me it's always been the goal to drive for a team like this at Le Mans and it's, it's always difficult as an American who races full-time in a different championship to come over here and um, it's like it's like for us getting third drivers for for Daytona it's it's always hard to get in one of those seats especially when they always have three drivers full season and I think when uh, when they changed the driver lineup in the 37 and kind of opened it up to um, you know to a new lineup and then the regular well Stevens had prior commitments to go somewhere else it kind of opened up that seat and uh, for me that was just a great opportunity and um, the opportunity to bring Connor Kamenolz on board was obviously not not missed and um, yeah so so for me the best car I've ever been been in for Le Mans and uh, really looking forward to hopefully contributing to to their third win how are you guys going to play the race? Because obviously you've got a driver lineup, and you and your teammates, you've got Jordan King, or David Annemeyer Hansen, so it's a really strong trio. But the sister car is obviously fighting for the title, so what's, what's, what's it going to be like once we hit the race? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Le Mans is a championship in itself, and uh, I don't know how the team will, will manage it at the end, but um, you first have to get there, and I think... You don't want to compromise anything on either car. Nobody's going to give anything for a Le Mans win. Um, obviously, the championship is a big deal for the 38, and if we can help them, I'm, I'm sure there might be some help in there. But uh, until the 23rd hour, 60th minute, I don't think uh, 24th hour, 60th minute, we're going to be able to say anything about uh, changing positions or something because it's just such a big event. Final question. The P2 field itself, is this the strongest P2 field that you've been a part of? ever or let alone at Le Mans I feel like every year it seems like it is and you go down the driver lineup and the team lineup and it's just incredibly strong and it's hard to say year to year whether it's stronger or not but every year it's just shocking to see the the, the level that uh, that Le Mans attracts and so I think uh, any year whether there's two cars in your class or whatever we have 20 something uh, it's a, such a challenging race and everybody brings their best equipment best drivers best you know best game to the to the weekend and so I think uh, if we can if we can pull it off it'll be all of our sort of life achievements uh, so yeah looking forward to it I mean if the p1 privateers don't hold up over the 24 hours there's an overall podium spot they're potentially opening up yeah they almost did it in 2017 and I've heard a lot, a lot about that and remember watching that on uh, from the pit lane and uh, the team's so strong and with such a stacked LMP2 field like you said it's uh, somebody's going to have a perfect race not everybody's not going to have an issue and so it's going to take the perfect race to do it and the chances of the p1s all having a perfect race is much lower so uh i think 
we have a great shot at LMP2, but like you said, it's uh, there's an outside shot of an overall as well. Well, midway through what's just been one under- afternoon, really, um, well, bright skies, bright sunshine, gave way to a little bit of cloudy weather, much cooler. Stephen, it's not been all that busy here, but for a one flurry, really, and that was perfectly predictable. Yes, uh, the... The busiest point of the afternoon has to be when uh, the Toyota team came through, and of course that meant Fernando Alonso was going through to see all the fans and and all all the journalists who travelled to this one. And um, but yeah, since then it's, it's it hasn't been quite as busy as, as we're normally used to seeing here at Le Mans. That's great but we have seen some big teams through. Corvette Racing, of course, uh, coming through uh, today. Rebellion Racing will be later on this afternoon with a spectacular pair of new art car liveries, which I can tell you look a lot better in the carbon than they do as a render. I know Andy Blackmore is going to be sh- uh, his crayons sharpened all night to get that one ready for version two of the uh, the Spotter's Guide that's uh, out and available now to download. Any highlights for you, Stephen? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's got to be seeing the sort of mixed opinions about this Rebellion livery. I'm hearing that the garage is going to look like it's been hit by a paintball gun as well. Um, but no, it's been some nice nice chances to chat with some drivers who have come through from some of the big factory teams. The Corvette guys are in good spirits. I think they were pretty encouraged after test day, aren't they? Um, the Rebellion guys are pleased with the way their car is, I guess. The, the, they've got a lot more to come with that new aerod- aerodynamic package that they tested at the test day, but I think you know, they're under no illusions that it's probably going to be a bit of a tough ask to take the fight to a Toyota, but they're certainly still looking forward to this one. Well, you need to get back into the fray, so I'm going to hand you a, t- a tape recorder, give you some body armour, and throw you back into the melee. Uh, a lot more to come this afternoon, and of course an awful lot more to come the following day from the Passage scrutineering at the Le Mans 24 hours. We're here with Lawrence Vantour. Lawrence, it's a slightly different Le Mans 24 hours this year because there's a world championship going to be given out. It's not going to come your way, apologies, but your teammates sitting in what you can only really call pole position. It's been some years since a Porsche driver won this. In fact, the man who won it is just standing behind you, Rick Leeks. But he wasn't an FI world champion. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the way the boys are coming into this one. Yeah, it's obviously, it's also a bit strange for me because, like you say, I'm now part of that crew who needs to be part of the job for them winning the World Championship. And it's not even really an issue that I'll not be World Champion because I was not part of the champion. It's more like, ah, I guess it's not going to happen, but I could potentially also fuck up their World Championship. That w- and we're not going to apologise for language there, <laughs> no. by the way. This isn't radio. <laughs> and uh, that would be quite brutal, <laughs> I think, also for myself. But uh, no, it's it's it that makes it a little bit different compared to last year. Plus, we won last year, which already makes it a bit different. But yeah, they they're very supportive for me, and they they told me, look, we know it's it's a strange situation for you, but uh, we support you and just do what we always do. And uh, but don't mess up. Yeah. <laughs> That's like between lines and small written and below before you sign. <laughs> we, we, you and I talked to Teste and uh, about this career that Porsche factory drivers have. It is all about big races and big titles and big championships. You've won some of them. These guys are, have won some of them as well. What's the level of expectation within the factory for you guys when you come into a day as big as this, a week as big as this? They're looking for your best. Yeah, it's it's... It's for me clearly the most demanding, stressful week in the year because it's very clear that Le Mans is uh, the highlight for Porsche 
uh, you can see there are so many people walking around here which sometimes I have the feeling I haven't never seen before uh, it's not really like this but it's uh, uh, Laurence is just signing a beautiful model of the pink pig uh, Picked one up myself actually yeah. earlier. Iconic car that's going to become pretty odd, really, sort of a throwback livery that's become an icon in its own right. Yeah, I was just I was walking down the streets here because I was having some lunch, and even a store which was selling glasses had it in there, you know, at the at the window. So it's it's really cool to see. And at home, I have I think everything which exists in pink big version. <laughs> I have it laying around, so it's, it makes it quite quite fun and cool too. Let's talk a little bit about that, that atmosphere here beyond the race, just the bit of razzmatazz that surrounds this, this this event. We're here in the middle of the Plaster Republic. I know this is an event, is an event that drivers enjoy very much. There's a lot of hanging around here. The public can get to see you, they can get to know you, they can shake you by the hand, they can get you to sign their prized possessions. Do you enjoy that aspect of it? Yeah, it is. It is very, it's very special the way everything works out here in Le Mans. It's cool. Uh, and it's, I enjoy it. It's you know we're still relaxed now. The race is only in a week. You just need to take care. It's a long week. You need to try and, and save a bit your energy, especially like stuff like the parade on Friday. The parade is, is, is one of the mega things to do because so many people. But you can easily like exhaust yourself by. It's always a bit delayed, and, and you you wait there, you sit there. Yeah, exactly. You don't you don't have anything to drink or whatever. It's not. It's fun, but it's, you need to be smart, let's say like this. But it, it's, it's fine. I think it's, it makes what Le Mans is Le Mans. I think. You're now at that stage of your Porsche career where you are in a position to win and collect championships, building up a CV. What's next? What, what would you like to be next? Well, I've always, I think a couple of years ago, I set myself uh, that my dream before I retire, which is so long way out, is to win the four 24-hour races, uh, Spa, Numekring, Le Mans, and Daytona. At that point, I had two, and then all of a sudden, Le Mans came pretty quick. I'd say I only need one now, uh, which is Daytona. Uh, easier said than done. <laughs> that would definitely be uh, a target. And uh, rounding up the IMSA story, uh, started it three years ago, and uh, now it's still uh, an unfulfilled task on a... Uh, make a sign that it's it's that i've won the championship that we went successful there and we're on a good way now but it's still long to go so that's definitely two things at the moment which charm ahead the ball and the Nürburgring back to back this year and for the drivers that are doing that i'm sure you're looking at that with a kind of uh, I, I, what are the guys actually saying about the about that part of the schedule this year uh, it's it's gonna be pretty rough uh, it's not only that, because for the American guys, it's Watkins Glen the week after, and on Tuesday I test in Spa, and the week after, the weekend on uh, Mosport. So it doesn't stop. It's definitely going to be quite brutal, physically, mentally. Uh, also not seeing my family so much, but I knew this from the beginning of the year. Um, but on the other hand, I think you can consider yourself lucky if uh, this weekend you're racing in Le Mans, the most iconic race in the world, next week. Uh, yeah, you're in the green hell, uh, the most difficult race in the world. Both in a position, yeah, in the, in the car to win, and then we're off to uh, the Great Watkins Glen in America. So you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think there's pretty other people who would, a lot of other drivers who would take the fatigue and the stress with it. Uh, so uh, I consider myself lucky and don't try not to complain too much. <laughs> Laurence, have a good race, have a safe race, have a very fast race. 
and the next week and the week after that. I hope you get time for that. Final voice from the first day of scrutiny is going to be Thomas Laurent. Thomas, exciting week, exciting news coming into the week, and by the sound of it, an exciting year to come. Yeah, exciting week ahead. So, and yeah, I, I come here with a with a big news about Toyota. So yeah, I'm I'm really exciting about it, but. I think, uh, and I will just be focused on what I need to do with uh, with Rebellion uh, to to achieve uh, in in good terms this uh, this championship. To do all my best uh, to be on the podium again for maybe a, a third time. Um, so yeah, it will be amazing. Uh, I will try to to push with, with my teammate uh, to to be uh, on the on the first step for sure. But uh, a podium will be uh, will be amazing. You have a pretty unique. Uh, record at Le Mans, you have a hundred percent record of finishing on the overall podium. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I just want to, to keep this, um, this record. I mean, to, to keep those hundred uh, percent for the third year. So yeah, I will do all my best to, to keep that uh, on the, on the record book. Tell us a little bit about the arrangement with Toyota. It's great news after an impressive year this year with the Rebellion R13. But uh, you'll be. Let me get this exactly right. There, test and reserve driver. Yeah, exactly. So I will. Yeah, the. Yeah, I saw it. I saw. <laughs> Left the present for them. They will destroy you. Why? It's number three. They will destroy us. Just, uh, just, 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 just putting up. The guys have been spray painting their races. We'll ask. Uh, we'll ask about that one in a moment. Uh, yeah, sorry. So, um, yeah, that's a uh, uh, good news. Uh, so I will be, uh, as you said, uh, a test driver. Um, I will be as well the, the the development driver for the new one, for the new car, sorry. So that's going to be exciting, uh, and um, and uh, I appreciate this uh, the first year with them because I will have the time to to get in uh, to get used to the team, to get used to the new car, and I will be I will be if if I'm titular for the second year, I will be more than ready for for the for my first year final question it's probably a question you can't uh, answer at this point but I think I know the answer to the question so I'm sort of teasing you a little Toto have a record of putting their junior drivers their reserve drivers in a race seat for a season are we going to see racing in the WC? <laughs> I hope once but uh, yeah the, the future will uh, will uh, will tell us this question well with Will Stevens now Will LMP2 looks like it could be a bit of a war this time and you're going to be right in the middle of that. You've got a bit of unique aspect on this. A bit at the front end of races in the WEC and in the LMS with the Ligier chassis, with the Orica chassis, on Dunlops and on Michelin's. So, Will, what's the ideal package? Uh, well, I mean, it's a, it's a tough question. I think different conditions suit different things. So, to be honest, I think if you get every package in the right window they can all be competitive you know as you've seen I uh, obviously did well with Jackie Chan and and the Orica with Dunlop um, in Sebring and you know last year we were very competitive with um, the Ligier and the Michelin and this year so far obviously we switched quite late to Dunlop so you know whenever you change a tyre manufacturer you know it it demands a, a different mindset in terms of car philosophy and and setup. So I think each time we get in the car, we're learning, we're improving. Um, 
and I think the test day was quite positive here. Um, we had a few issues which we should sort out by, by the race. So I think last year here we were super competitive. Um, you know, we were easily second before we had the problem with the with the clutch. So if we can try and repeat the performance we had last year, there's no reason why we can't be in the thick end of the battle at the at the at the finish. And I think um, the package we have, we can have confidence in it. I think this year the conditions are looking a bit more mixed than the last few years. So I would be very surprised if we got for the whole race with dry running like we have the last two years. But to answer the question, I think every package can be competitive. Um, obviously, a lot more guys are using Oricas than they are Ligiers. Um, but we proved last year you can be competitive with, with the Ligier. Um, it's also a race you now know now how to win. OK, you've won it in a GT car. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, last year was... Um, really disappointing um, every year I've been here I've I've been in the fight for a podium um, every year so I hope my fourth year here will be the same um, and yeah obviously winning it in GTs was amazing um, but last year would have been would have been amazing to you know we were pretty secure of second we were a lap ahead of third and obviously with G drive not being thrown out after the race, you know, it was a potential win that we that we lost because of a mechanical failure. So, I feel like last year we uh, was extremely disappointing. But let's hope this year we can we can get the result that we deserve from last year. You struck me as a man that over the last couple of years has fallen in love a bit with endurance racing. I think it's, it takes a while. You've been at the top end, the very top end of single seater racing, but you seem to have found your mojo. We've seen a bit more of a smile now from Will Stevens. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, I like the team atmosphere. I like that you can, you know, work a lot more within a team um, and other people experience what you experience in the car. And I think, you know, if you do a good job, you work well with your engineers and you, you know, you come away from a weekend and you will always be fighting for a good position if you do a good job and you get the most from your package. You know, obviously my time in Formula 1 was difficult, even if you did the world's best job. You know, it was hard for people to realise what you were doing, as now if you do a good job, people will see it. So I'm enjoying that for sure. Um, and hopefully we'll keep moving our way forward and and get another good result this weekend. So far, Le Mans has been pretty good to me, apart from last year. But, um, yeah, let's hope fourth year now. It doesn't seem like it was four years ago that I was my first Le Mans, but... Um, yeah, let's hope for another good one. I hope. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers, mate. Forecast rain tomorrow here in the square and 40 cars to go through tomorrow, this record 62-car entry. For now, though, we're going to take our leave from this edition of The Week at Le Mans, part of Inside the Sports Car Paddock, brought to you by the wonderful people at Cooper Tires and at the Justice Brothers. I have been Graham Goodwin. He was Stephen Kilby. Our best wishes at home, of course, to Marshall Pruitt. And, of course, right now to his lovely wife, Chevral. Missing you guys. Um, We'll be with you again back here, by the look of it in the rain, tomorrow. Good night.